Hey guys, this is the Writing Bar Podcast, and I'm your girl, Maya Kay, 15-time author, writing coach, speaker, and educator. Listen, I love all things Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteak, okay, and I am Naila, 10, soon-to-be-11-time published author, book coach, and book editor, and I love all things red velvet. And that is my favorite cake. Listen, guys, if you are tired of listen, listening to podcasts that don't give you the tools, the resources, the gems, and the pointers that you desire to help you build your writing lane, you've come to the right place, because this season, we are talking all things build your writing lane, so look no further. And we are very excited. So tune in every Saturday. And if you're not tuning in or when you're not tuning in, join us on social media at The Writing Bar Podcast. Okay, here's the episode. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the Writing Bar Podcast, a podcast for writers who desire to build successful writing brands without sacrificing your creativity. Maya, what is up? Hey, hey, listen, August is in the building. Hey, <laughs> first of all, shout out to Maya. You just celebrated a birthday, so happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. Yes, this is the year. This is going to be a great year, especially for my writing career. I feel mm-hmm. bad. I feel bad. Ooh, can we talk about that a little bit more before we go into to the podcast why do you think this is going to be a great year for your writing career I have just seen like so funny we're talking about what we're talking about today because I've just seen a very interesting high going on um, in my career right now I have never gotten this many reviews for a book Ooh. and I've never gotten this many five-star reviews and then like they're substantial like they are writing out how they really feel Mm -hmm. and it's really hard being in a Christian romance space kind of by myself as far as my pen sisters so I feel like God is really going to honor my obedience and I also just feel like the books I've written in the past that people are going to start going to look for them so I don't know I just feel like there is we're just in a very I'm in a very interesting time in my writing career and doors are just going to be opening so yeah I'm excited about it Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. The highs of the writing career, yep. right? <laughs> that is Which high. is great, right? Which is great because it leads us, like you said, into the podcast topic for today, the highs and lows of a writing career. So mm. I love to see that you're on a high right now. I love that things are going, <laughs> you know, well for you. But let's be real. As writers, things happen. There are low seasons just as much as there are high seasons. And I would argue, I don't know if you agree with me, Maya, but I would argue that the low seasons seem to happen a little bit more often than the high seasons. Yes. uh, Seasons. So it's, you know, we're going to talk about that today and hopefully encourage you all who are listening um, with ways to push through the low season and encourage you with ways to really celebrate the high seasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So going into that, I think when we talk about the low and high seasons of a writing career, one thing that I want to share is that um, writers out there, you won't always see the fruit of your work right away. Right. So when we're talking about the highs and when, when we're talking about the lows, some of the lows can come from not really witnessing your hard work, seeing that mm-hmm. fruit. But I want you to be dis- uh, be encouraged, excuse me, be encouraged and know that that's okay because you may be the planter, you know, in your reader's eyes if you are an author. And let's just say you have chosen to become um, a coach. 
you have a writing course or a coaching program, you may be the planter in your client's eyes, meaning that you may be in their specific life for a specific season with only something that you provide at that time. But that doesn't mean that you will see the fruit of that labor Mm -hmm. at that time. It just means that you planted that seed at that time. And that's okay. You know? Yeah. Be encouraged knowing that you don't have to see the whole picture to know that you played a very, very valuable role in their lives. Yeah. And I even just think when you mentioned being a writer or an author and you talked about readers, there are times when we're writing our books and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And whether we have reviews or not, sometimes we really don't know if the book is making the impact, especially the impact God intended. And it's crazy because I feel like a lot of times I would come across writers who they would talk about, oh, just write your book, put it on Amazon, you know, of course, get it edited and stuff. But they were always hyping it up and I wouldn't see the results that they were seeing. And it was so weird to me. And I'm like, God, what is going on? And what I learned is that while I wasn't seeing maybe the fruit of what I was doing in that season, uh, the more that you write, the more that you plow, the more that you, you know, till the soil. Mm -hmm eventually Mm -hmm. you will see the fruits of your labor so even just talking about storms of love and how this was the first time I had ever gotten this many reviews I believe it's because this is like the 15th book as far as romance and so Mm -hmm. I've got better you know what I mean and sometimes it it just takes a long time to really kind of till that soil and keep on doing your best work and I hear people saying oh that that have been with me the whole time yeah your first book was good but this book was great right you know so right and that's that's crazy that you bring that up because my first book was actually sort of like it was memoir-ish it was my first book um it was a book talking about my experience in South Korea and while that was good I feel like nothing compares to my latest book book fluence because it my structure of writing has changed Mm -hmm. my audience has changed I'm more in alignment with my purpose um and I just I have grown so much in these past nine years almost almost a decade and it just the fruit that I'm starting to receive now as an author, like people are starting to respect me as an author nine years in, is something that I really had to just understand that it, it takes time. You yeah. know, I didn't see, I didn't see the, the benefits of my hard work back then. Not as much as I see it now. Now I'm respected in this space, in this industry. But just imagine if I would have quit as opposed to really sticking through it knowing that the season (laughs) didn't arrive yet for me to receive the benefits imagine how different my life would have been so i encourage you guys to stick with it know that you may not see everything yet you may not see the reward that you're looking for yet it may it may not be the season for you to receive that reward whatever that reward is um but stick with it because it is coming it is coming yeah yeah and growth does take time um it takes time and sometimes you have to grow up into the person that can handle the level of success that you want and I think that that's something that you know creatives don't always talk about like you have to grow up into the person that can handle that level of success that you want some people if you put your first book out first album out first whatever if you get the million follows you might really get cocky you might think you made made it on your own Mm -hmm. and so there is a process and I believe that when God is working that process out then you know he can trust us with 
to whom much is given much is required so then he could trust us with that larger but he tests us in the small you know you got to be faithful over that one book before you like i want to be you know i want to have 10 books i want to have this and sometimes it's not even about the numbers but we do know that numbers equal money i mean at the end of the day mm-hmm. if i have a thousand people buying my book then that means i'm gonna have you right. know money so we don't want to make it seem like there isn't a business side to it because it is but as a christian writer you just want to understand you know that it is about the mission the greater good of the mission so right and speaking of christianity if you will um the scripture what is it first first corinthians chapter three it comes to mind just that whole chapter um when paul is just talking about god being the foundation and everything working out in his time and the specific scripture that i'm referring to let me see if i can find it first corinthians corinthians three six through eight when it says i planted apollos watered but god gave the increase so sometimes it's like it's not up to us <laughs> all the time. It's not up to us, but yeah. in the season that we may be looking for something of the fruit or a re- reward, um, it's like, yo, that's up to God. He's going to give the increase. So whether it's you wanting to see the fruit in your book sales or the results of your coaching clients or those who may um, buy from you or choose to patron your service, like, that's up to God. And we have to be okay with that, especially as writers, because this road can get lonely sometimes. So our our validation, if you will, sometimes comes through book sales and numbers yeah. and things like that. Be encouraged knowing that God will give the increase. Yeah. He will give the increase. Yeah, and his timing up. Mm-hmm. So are we doing your next point or my first point? How are you? Go ahead. Let's okay. go with your, mm-hmm. Let's go with you. So one of the things that I think is important for us to recognize, uh, and it's not that we don't want you to think we're going to be talking about all those. We're going to go back and forth with whatever we have. But um, depression is really real for creatives. And Come I on. think that not a lot of people talk about that enough. Um you know, when you're a creative, you can experience a really high high when you're working on a project. And then when you're done that project, it can almost just feel like it's just a low low. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you might be trying to figure out, like, put your finger on what happened. Did You know, did I get bad news? You know, was I spending too much time comparing on Instagram or whatever? But what I think people don't realize is it is a very heavy calling to be a creative and uh to Naila's point we spend a lot of time alone the other thing is as creatives we have a, I, I believe we're much more in tune with our spirits than the average person mm-hmm. i think creators have a special gift to be really tuned in deeply um even sometimes when i'm w- waking up at three in the morning and i'm like why am i up so it's either a prayer hour for me or it's a creative hour and so not a lot of people are in tune like that and so because we are so much more in tune with our spirits uh particularly as a christian creative it makes us an easier target for the enemy and because of because of that you know depression we are more susceptible to depression i don't think that that's like outlandish and i've even heard like non-christian artists say that like yo i be depressed a lot now the difference is as a christian um creative we have tools and they do too but we have tools at our disposal as far as the word of god and things like that but i feel like one of the things i want to touch on is not ignoring it when it creeps in 
if you have a therapist like currently, that's great. But don't just think your therapist is there just for your emotional support and um, for any trauma support. Like tap into your therapy for creative support. Um, your therapist doesn't have to be a creative. It's just about like working through those emotions. Hmm. What's so ironic is um, my first lady, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts, talked about after Woman Evolve hit the New York Times bestselling list, how she went into a deep depression. And you would never think like, what? <laughs> you know, your book hit the list. Why are you depressed? Right. But I don't think enough people, while she may not call herself a creative, I don't think enough people talk about whether you're a full-time creative or just creative in nature about what some of the things you do. I don't think enough people talk about the heaviness of the calling and the anointing that comes with being a creative. So, mm, I would have never imagined that your pastor would experience that. And I don't know why. She's human, just like you and I. Yeah. But sometimes I think we think that um, influencers and those who have different positions than we do or may have a lot more eyes on them, that they don't experience just human emotions, depression, sadness, loss, all of that stuff. And I don't know why. I feel like that makes me feel like, wow, I'm not alone. You know, sometimes you need to hear that other people experience what we experience. So thank you for sharing that because I had no idea. Yeah. I think for me and for others, when she, she talked about it, when she had, um, actually Michelle Williams on her podcast talking about her book, checking in, which was about depression. But I don't think for me, it was the shock of her hearing her say she was depressed. I think it was just after achieving such a big accomplishment. The timing it of it, was right? like, whoa, like, yeah. okay, that's supposed to be one of the greatest moments of your life. You're hitting the the chart that so many authors want right. to hit. Right. And I think hearing her break it down, it just made sense to how important it is for us as creatives to kind of um, tap into that. So I would just add, like, knowing that depression typically hits really hard when you're done a project, put things in place for that so that even though it is a low that you may experience, it won't be a super low, you know, put some things in place. Mm-hmm. And that could be, you know, like for me, it's prayer. For me, it's completely detaching from that thing. So if I mm-hmm. wrote a book, I'm not writing. I need to focus, uh, recenter myself, refo- uh, allow God to refuel me with um, excuse me, with energy, you know, just stepping away from the creative process altogether. So gotcha. Yeah. Um, speaking of the creative process, know that <laughs> growing pains are real. Yeah. When you have that feeling of, oh boy, I've never experienced this before. When you're trying something new, especially as a writer, you may be trying or writing a new book, maybe in a different genre. You may be appealing to a new audience, whatever the case may be. Sometimes a different type of feeling creeps up and it's almost like, am I doing the wrong thing? You may not be doing the wrong thing. It just may be a growing pain. Yeah. And they're real. We know that when we were younger, (laughs) we had to stretch and our bones had to to grow and our muscles and all of that stuff in order for us to be our big age. So it's the same thing when it comes to the creative process and the writing process as a whole. Growing pains are going to happen. We're stretching. We're evolving. We are becoming the people that we've always desired to be. We are becoming the authors that we are um, grooming others to become. So you're not doing anything wrong. You're just growing. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And I would just add to that 
uh, when you are experiencing growing pains, I think a lot of times because it's uncomfortable, we want to stop. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, is discomfort is a part of change. Discomfort is a part of growth. And so anything that's making you feel uncomfortable, let the Lord peel back those layers. Um, you know, like it even talks about in the word when we abide in God, he prunes us. And I think sometimes we think, pruning is like separate it's like oh spiritual but it's like no in anything if you are rooted in christ and anything you're going to be pruned you're going to be pruned in your craft you're going to be pruned in anything so just keep in mind that if you feel that discomfort you're in the right place that's good (laughs) that is good so those who are going through that low moment if you are experiencing a low in your writing career know that you're being pruned and that's a good thing yeah. that's a good thing look at the cup half full as opposed to half empty yeah yeah that's good um the other thing i do want to say and is about being anointed right so people throw that word around a lot and this is actually a, a, a high and a low i guess <laughs> it can be seen as both okay <laughs> because some people be like look the minute uh you know i found out i was anointed the enemy went in so uh-huh. um but I, I do want to just talk about how it is amazing to be anointed but i think far too many people throw that word around and they don't understand that it is also heavy and when you are anointed as a writer, you have like this high feeling of excitement, like I'm important. And it's not to say that you're being cocky, but you know that it's important. But the anointing comes with a price. And come on, come on. I think that this is where we separate the gifted from the talented, right? And so you can be talented. There are a lot of talented writers out there. But when you're gifted, quote unquote, anointed, the ladder to success takes longer. In my personal opinion, I feel like as an anointed writer, I have seen talented writers get far ahead of me, go past me. And I'm just like, God, am I missing something? But the reality of it is, it's because we have, how can I say it? There is a greater price that we're paying, but it's because we have a greater calling. We have people that are assigned to what we're doing. People are assigned to our anointing, to our stories that God, he could be waiting for them. Like for them to grow up, for them to be ready to read the content. And so sometimes I think we punish ourselves because we're like, man, like how come it has to be so hard for me? But the reality of it is when you're anointed and your gift as a writer, there's other people who play a role in what God is trying to do. Um, When I think about that, I think about Hannah, you know, in 1 Samuel 1, just crying out to God for a child. And it literally says that God closed her womb. And then she's praying, you know, in the the sanctuary and you know eventually the man of god comes over um i think it was eli and she says okay like he she tells him what's going on and then he says may the lord grant your petition and she walks away and eventually it says he opened the lord opened her womb Hmm. but Mm -hmm. if we remember samuel was born at a set time this is the same man that anointed David so it's just so many pieces to the puzzle and I think sometimes that we forget that it's a part of a greater picture so it's great to see talented writing friends doing their thing but if you are anointed God is using you to play a very vital role in you know an assignment in the earth that is bigger than just your book sales it's about people and souls getting saved and people being touched and so you have to keep that in mind so question for you, for those who know that they are anointed and they know that they are um, 
you know, they have a higher calling on their life. It's not just all about writing. Yeah. What do you advise that they do um, when they see the success of those, just others, and they don't experience that same success? Like, what are some things that they can do to be encouraged? I think it's always about going back to the drawing board of your why. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about this all the time as well. But um, it's funny. I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, Pastor Sarah said one time, when your why and God's will doesn't line up, that's when you have like this challenge, right? And so I think the point is like, you have to really tap into your why, but make sure your why was given to you by God. So that, because you could say, okay, my why is because I want to build a successful legacy and I want to break this fight, this curse of poverty off my family. And God is like, okay, those things are great. But you're writing books for young girls coming up and and I see all the way down to 2050 okay the year 2050 and I need for this book to be around for them and you know that's a big deal then because now God is talking about the mass a mass of people who will be reading your book and so I think the one thing is to remember make sure when you're praying about your why that it aligns with God's will and then stay focused on it Um, and then also when you see other people passing you uh, this is one of my favorite things I learned this a long time ago I seen it uh, online and I've been holding on to it so dearly is I I never want to envy what God is doing for someone else because he may want to do more for me and so when we get caught up in like that oh that person passed Mm -hmm. me and that person made the new york times bestsellers list okay you know and and it's like well what if the lord wants you not to make a list but you make triple what they're making because Mm -hmm. the reality is the list Mm -hmm. is about who who makes the most sales in the beginning that's what the list is but eight months from now they may not still be on that list but you'll still be pulling in money and so those would be the two things focus on your why but just make sure it's rooted in God's will and always keep in mind that when you compare you kind of put God in a box and he might want to do more for you um, and then it's okay to follow people who inspire you I think we've said this on another episode but you might have to guard your heart in a way where you're unfollowing I had to unfollow mm-hmm. other women in ministry when the Lord uh, had, had me launch Girls Anthem because I found myself comparing and it wasn't to to be mean toward them or put them on mute whatever you have to do so maybe you need to clean up your social and kind of see whose voice is speaking louder than God's <laughs> so <laughs> that is good and if I can add to especially if you're experiencing um, a low moment in your career um, save your testimonials for when you had like those high moments, you know, when clients were like, you made me really consider some things in my book that took me further, save those book reviews where they're talking about how your words really helped them transform their lives. Save these messages that you get, the DMs that you get talking about um, the way that your words really helped them move further in their career, you know, or really help them develop personally or professionally, save those testimonials because you're going to need them Mm -hmm. when you have those low moments. It's nice to look back and say, yo, Naila, you really are that chick. Like you really did do some some great things. And here's proof because this is what people have said before. And this is what are an example of what will come in the future. You're just having a low moment right now. And that's normal. You could be experiencing growing pains. Um, It just could be a season where, you know, you haven't seen the fruit of your labor just yet. But no matter what, you're good. 
you are good. And here is proof that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing because you have changed the lives of others. And here are their reviews to prove that. So save your testimonials, save those happy times where um, you sort of have a little bit of street cred, if you will. Yeah. So before we like close out and get to our last point, uh, I just want to pause right here. We're going to take a quick commercial break, um, but really we're in the commercial. So uh, I want to tell you guys, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Right? <laughs> I want to tell you guys about my email list real quick. Um, so I changed some things up. So it's funny. Uh, instead of you guys hearing the commercial commercial, uh, you're actually going to get a different free book. If you sign up for my email list over at writermaya.com. That's W R I T E R M Y A you're actually going to get fumbled your heart and Naila knows that book is I don't know if she finished it but it's you, good that's my favorite <laughs> book my god yeah, it's really good so I switched it out because I was like let me give my email list subscribers the best of the best so just head on over to writermaya.com sign up and you are going to love that book and then also and it's a full length book this is like a 200 page novel Ooh, and then okay. you also will get um, just weekly tips for writers and also women in business I'm also a business coach so I coach women as well. And so, Naila? You know what? Speaking of writing a book, did you know that the editing process is definitely a part of the writing process? And for a lot of my writers out there, you may not know the difference between, let's just say, line editing or copy editing, or you may not know that there are four different types of editing. If you didn't know that, it's okay because I teach you in my free mini playbook on my website. It's at nharv.com slash editing types, where I break down all of the different types of editing. That way, the next time you try to get your book edited and you um, go to maybe a book editor, you know the specific type of editing that your book needs. Again, that can be found on my website at nharv.com slash editing types. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. So we are back in the groove. Uh, so Naila, I know you were talking about testimonials and I just wanted to add something to that, something brief. I was reading one of my testimonials from my client in 2020 well this was from a client in 2021 and it really just ministered to me I thought about how sometimes when we go on Amazon you know how we're looking for a product and we go right to the customer reviews because we want to see and Mm -hmm. we'll see a thousand of reviews right and we'll see the ones that say it's good we'll see the ones that say it was okay or whatever but I'm like sometimes we can get down on ourselves because we don't have a certain amount of reviews or testimonials but whenever I read the really strong reviews like this person gave me such a long review I had to like edit it just for it to fit when I'm promoting it and it just makes me think about how sometimes we are so focused on how much like how how many we get versus the one that is everything you need yeah um that one testimonial posted on your website or whatever can bring in 10 more clients as opposed to you feeling like you need to have a hundred reviews uh you just need to prove yourself one time you know and so i'm even grateful for the client that i just wrapped up with a couple of weeks ago his testimonial was like a page well to be fair, I do send out five questions, <laughs> uh, but I didn't expect him to write so much for each question. So when I find like, you know, fine tuned it and edited it, I was like, man, this when I hear someone say, Maya, I would do this all over again. Even if I didn't have the money, I will find a way to get the money. That just really That's blesses big. me. So, yeah, that is really big. It's really about the impact, guys, it the is. impact and how you influence others. 
Yes, so. it is. Um, so then, one of the highs that I think is really, really fun is that you get to create for a living. You get to create for a living. And I think we kind of minimize that sometimes as writers, especially if we're not seeing the uh, increase that we want. But here's the thing. Not many people get to do what they love every day, all day. And I don't want you to take advantage of that. Like, there's a lot of people out there who are working full-time jobs and they wish that they had the time. Maybe by the time they get off, they can't even write a chapter because they're so exhausted. Um, I see people on Twitter all the time in the writing community on Twitter just talking about, I seen this one girl was like, how? Authors who finish books in a month, how? How? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. the girl from how? How? Like, <laughs> and I was, I mean, I, I answered her. You know, I was like, well, while I am a full-time writer, I do want to be honest with you. Um, however, I do have a system because you could be a full-time writer and still not finish a book in a month. And so just take pride in that. And what I love is when you're a writer, God trusts you to create characters, worlds, and books that will change people's lives, even mm-hmm. on the nonfiction side. Because even in nonfiction, you're, you're usually having like an anecdotal lead. So you're, you might create like a little story to pull people in, you know, this stuff will change people's lives. One of the reviews that was posted, today's the 7th, right? It was today. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the time of this recording, it's August 7th. And I didn't even know. And I went to go see, and I had 48 reviews, and I read the review, and she said, this was the best Christian romance book I ever read. And she said, the scriptures were everything. And wow. I said, see, that to me uh-huh. is the, like, it's it makes it so much more worth it to create for right. it. Right. Because she's like the script, which tells me she read it. Because it's not like it's a scripture on every page; like it's woven throughout the book. Um, and I'm like, man, that means so much. So, creating for a living is one of the best ways to make a living. You know, I was watching this uh, video on TikTok, and the girl was talking about how she creates printables on Etsy, and her monthly expenses are covered. You know, it's like whatever type of creator you are. Of course, the podcast is for writers, but I'm just shouting out creators. Period. Like when you are creating. It is a beautiful thing. Not many people have that gift. Mm -hmm. And so really, really Mm be, um, it's a big deal. And to be trusted by God to to create words that will live on forever is a huge deal. A huge deal. (laughs) It's a huge deal. And before Nyla jumps in, I want to just share this verse, Jeremiah 30 and 2. um, And the Amplified says, thus says the Lord God of Israel, write in a book all the words which I have spoken to you. And this is why I always say when I have a book idea, Storms of Love was not a good idea. It was a God idea. And I'm just thinking about how I even just submitted Battles of Love, uh, which will be out September 5th. So I think when you listen to this, the book will be out. Yeah, because this is episode four. (laughs) So the book will be out. And what I love about that is that I'm like, God gave me this. And I was so like, I don't now speaking of depression, I was depressed when he gave me this. I was like, I don't feel like writing no more. And just seeing like these women saying, oh my gosh, this one review said the girl was like, it made me want to, like I had to look at myself. Like it made me step back and look at myself. So I'm just saying all that to say like writing for a living, being able to create for a living is such a huge blessing. Yes, there are some some lows. Yes, there are some highs. But I think the greatest high of all is that you get to create for a living. That is amazing. And I think that we can end it right there because, <laughs> I mean, that that's great. To play an active role in your legacy. Yeah. Like, how good. major, how major is that? 
So we we pray that you guys were encouraged with this episode. We pray that you um, flip the low moments in your writing career and flip them into the high moments. Like think about the fact that you know, this is just a season. You may not see the reward just yet, but God will give the increase. Think about the fact that you may be discovering or you may be having growing pains. It doesn't mean that you're wrong or you're in the wrong career. You're just experiencing growing pains and that's okay. And also think about the fact that you are playing an active role in your legacy. To write words that people can read forever, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's enough to keep you going. Yes, that's, that's a big deal. So be encouraged. And until the next time we meet, um, uh, Maya, I don't know if you have anything. I'm sorry, I don't want to. Well, no, just I just like to do the recap of all the points. I know you kind of recapped gotcha, your points. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of already recapped yours. So just mine would just be depression is real and, you know, especially for creatives. And so make sure you have something in place uh, so you don't downward spiral. Uh, being anointed is amazing, but it's also heavy. And of course, Nayla kind of tapped on it. You get to create for a living and you're playing an active role in building your legacy. And so that's a huge deal. And so, yeah, I think we're good. This was a great, great episode. Yes. So um, if you need to find us on the social media streets, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the Writing Bar Podcast. And if you want to read more about us, our bios are on our website at the Writing Bar Podcast. And we are now on Twitter. Woo woo. Yep. <laughs> at the Writing Bar. So if you are not listening, then definitely connect with us on social media and we will catch you in the next episode. Until then, happy writing. Happy writing. Bye, guys.